where we tap into our ancestral and indigenous knowledge that is woven in our bones, remembering how we are all indigenous of this earth. By restoring these cultural ways and returning to a sense of belonging as part of the earth and the animals and each other, we remember ourselves. It is said that when the poets awaken, when the poets awaken, it becomes night. We enter that in-between time, the space between one thought and another where we gain entrance to like what the old Norse would call the great, the great mead hall, where we may drink from the mead of poetry, and, which is burbling up from a spring from the well of memory at the very base of the tree of life. What has been known is that sundials that tell the time, they, don't, they only work during the day. They don't work at night. And so when it becomes dark, it was recognized. We entered back into the timelessness. We re-entered the womb of possibilities. So we have to go into the dark, into the unknown to restore our memory. It said that it's what's on the periphery of our being, right? A periphery of our awareness that's trying to probe us into deeper deeper meanings of our life, meaning that it's not what's at the center, it's what's just beyond. And so it's known that we are stretched out between the heavens and the earth, and we are moving to find things in our life that are beyond our normal grasp and tap into the life that is wanting to unfold from inside of us. We all had this understanding, this original power to bloom the dreamings that we hold within. But as you can tell, something has been forgotten. And so we're in this time where we're trying to stretch into this bigger story that we are part of because, well, the old ones share that we have fallen out of our story. We have fallen out of the earth story. I think this poem by Meister Eckhart from 1327 AD really shares where we are as a people and what we're trying to return to. And it's called When I Was the Forest. When I was the stream. When I was the forest. When I was every hoof, foot, fin, and wing. When I was the sky itself, no one ever asked me, did I have a purpose? No one ever wondered. No one ever wondered if there was anything I might need, where there was nothing, nothing that I could not love. It was when I left. It was when I left all that we are, the remembrances that we are, that the agony began. The fear and the questions, they came. And I wept. And I wept. 
tears came I had never known before. And so I returned to the rivers. I returned to the mountains. I asked for their hand in marriage again. I begged, I begged to wed every object, every creature. And they, they accepted. They accepted. God was ever present in my arms. And she did not say, she did not say, where have you been? Where have you been? She did not say, where have you been? It was then, it was then I knew my soul, every soul, your soul, has always been held by her. Meister Eckhart lived between 1260 AD, 1328 AD. Spill into those words and the power of those words. See, what, we're, what we have long been looking for is what has long been lost, which is a sense of wholeness. We're living in this sense of fragmentation, this sense of brokenness. We're in a time that indigenous cultures call, we are a people that have become soul loss. We have become separate from nature. We forgot how the seasons and these cycles and the elements are all expressing through us and that the same laws that govern nature are also governing us. And so we have become orphaned in the world orphaned from ourselves, orphaned from this greater story that we are part of. And you can see how humans feel at odds with creation, with nature, with this great mystery. Native cultures, they consider that we have two souls, one that is unique to the song line that is being sung through us, and the other is connected to the soul of the worlds, worlds, plural, that holds the remembrances of creation and how we've been dreamt from it. So what we're exploring here is this restoring back to wholeness. So when you look out into nature and you're watching if it's a pigeon or the salmon or an eagle perched on a branch, a deer, they do not question their purpose. They they simply are. They simply are. And we reflect into these words. When I was the stream, when I was the forest, when I was the hoof, foot, fin, and wings, when I was the sky itself, no one ever asked me, did I have a purpose? No one ever asked me, did I have a purpose? when we have restored the remembrances of where we come from, that we are part of this greater dreaming, we recognize our own story that we are in that's in this greater story. We simply are. We simply are. When I was the sky, when I was the forest, when I was every hoof, foot, fin, and wing, no one ever wondered if there was anything I might need. 
So what we're leaning into here is how we have been spell cast, brought under these enchantments of colonization, modernization, Christianization that has separated us from the earth, which is all giving. Mother Gaia. The word Gaia is this ancient word that comes from India. It comes from the Gayatri Mantra. See, it's known that the great Om, that you all hear me say all the time, is the first sound that brought forth creation. And the Gayatri Mantra is that which restores the earth into the originality of all. It's the birth song, the birth resonance. And in that time, we had this sense of remembrance, of wholeness. And like in the poem, it says, it was when I left the remembrance of all that we are, the agony began. The agony began. The fear and the questions came. And I wept and I wept. Tears came I had never known before. See, somewhere along the line, there is this understanding that we have become orphaned in the world. We have received such a wound that we have amnesia. We have become the motherless because we have forgot how we are connected to the mother of the earth, always sprouting forth and being life-giving. And so we've entered this colonized Christian mindset of scarcity. And in that sense of scarcity, we entered this colonized mind of adversity where life is an adversary. Our ability to sustain and thrive in life is this movement of an adversary we need to conquer. But when we, when we come back into these, these indigenous roots, back into an earth psychology, there are no adversaries. Instead, it's all about relationship. How we bloom the dreamings we hold within us isn't about pushing the dreams and pushing forward what we want. Instead, it's about how do we nourish what we love so that what we love continue to nourish us? How do we nourish our dreamings that we hold inside so they may bloom through us? But in this, this sense of separation there is a wound. I wept and I wept and tears came that I had never known before. So there's grief here. There's a great traumatic wound that we all carry ancestrally within our hearts, no matter where you come from. And in this poem, he speaks into, so I return to the river. I return to the mountains. And I asked for their hand in marriage again. I begged and I begged to be wed to every object, every creature. And they accepted. So there's this element here, this internal knowing that we understand in our bone memory. That we want to return back to being a part of nature. When we speak into the return to the river. See, in many indigenous cultures, the river is known as the earth vein because it brings sustenance and life to the land, not because it's water, but because it carries the stories down from the mountain, which those waters, the snows and the glaciers come from the sky people and the star people holding those ancestral memories. 
and they come down and they travel through the lands, gifting those stories of nourishment and remembrance until they merge again into that great vast sea of our originality. So the rivers reflect remembrance. See, the salmon have this amazing intuitive knowledge in their own bone memory. That even though dams have been created on these rivers for like some maybe a hundred years, which is so many lifetimes, so many generations lost of these salmon being able to travel up to their ancestral birthing grounds. But as soon as those dams are removed, those salmon swim right up to those ancestral birthing grounds. They hold that in their memory. And so there's this acknowledgement that we return to the rivers of memory. As the Bujeria of Mexico say, we want to tap into the river beneath the river from which all life springs, all knowledge springs. And the old Norse tradition is called the well of memory that burbles up from the base of the tree of life. And in this, he says, I return back to the mountains. In many of these traditions, like we know that it's the old bones of the mountains that is our teachers. It's that swift flight of raven overhead that is our guide. It's coming back into that mythic nature of being rewoven into the marriage of life we are a part of. And so we beg and we beg to be wed back to every object, every creature. And like Native traditions, especially the Lakota, they have a ritual that's called making relatives. And it's a way of restoring our relationship with the rest of creation. We come back into our belonging. And as it's shared in this ritual, like we're now in a time of these doing these rituals of reconciliation, of healing these wounds. So we may restore our place in the greater web of life. And many humans, we, we find ourselves feeling ashamed that we have become disconnected. But here's this thing, like in this poem, it said, I wanted to be wed to every object and creature. And they accepted, they accepted. God was ever present in my arms. And she did not say, where have you been? There was no scolding. There was no criticism. Where have you been? There was this recognition that all of nature, all of creation was celebrating in your return back into the arms of God, into the creation, into the dreaming. So only us humans who hold ourselves in shame because we have been spellcast with these enchantments. Bad storytelling casts spells. Bad storytelling is the stories that create a sense of division separateness, aloneness, diminished capacity. But good storytelling breaks spells, brings us back into the originality of it all. In this poem, it says, God was ever present in my arms. She did not say, where have you been? For then I knew my soul, every soul, has always been held by her. In other words, our belonging has always been so we're now in this process, in this time of breaking enchantments. We're in this time of remembering, activating a bone memory inside of us of how we're part of this greater belonging. 
So it's this time of return. And what we're leaning into here is we want to lean into the recreationness, not just the creationness, but the recreationness. Because you can see in our society, in our time, all our social structures, the religions, the things that had held us are disintegrating and falling apart. And people are getting attached to this idea of the apocalypse and the end of times. But those who are reattuned into this ancestral knowledge recognize these are not the end of times. This is the birth, the rebirth of times. It's going into the feminine energy, that feminine knowledge, where feminine energy recognizes that with the moon, there is a sense of dying and releasing. And at the same time, the recreation, the opportunity for something to be reborn into the world. And so now is the time for that feminine energy to rise up and connect us, to restore these memories of how we are part of the earth streaming and be a part of these stories that awaken us back into our own originality of it. So if you are feeling into this, if you are feeling this call to remember, I want to invite you to circle around the fire with me and with others. For we lean into these stories, we lean into the myths, we go out into nature where we have a felt experience of being broken open to the bone memories and we restore our place in the world. We restore our ability to bloom the dreamings that are held within us because that is how we came into the world. It says we each come into the world of a song and you are that song and so it's important that we break these enchantments of our isolation and scarcity. And we remember this earth psychology of the abundance, the ever giving life as wanting to move through us. This resonates with you. Please reach out to me. Look to the links below on how to join us for earth speech, which begins September 13th, where we come into this oral tradition, storytelling, and direct experience. Together we help each other remember. We remember ourselves all. Well.